It's no secret to my podcast audience that I have suffered and struggled with my mental health on many different occasions all throughout my childhood, my teenage years, and my young adulthood. Particularly in the last year and a half, things were extremely difficult for me as I went through a very painful public separation and divorce, a broken relationship with my father and other family members, and loss of some friends in my life. But then I found BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy program that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. They have a broad range of expertise with over 20,000 therapists in their network to give them access to help that may not be available in your current area. It's simple. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. You can request a new therapist at any time for no additional charge. We are proud at the Mental Wealth Podcast to be sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Currently, you can get 10% off of your first month of therapy at BetterHelp.com slash Mental Wealth. That's BetterHelp.com slash Mental Wealth. Take a few moments today to invest in your mental wealth, health, and well-being. Sunshine, blue skies, please go away. A girl has found another and gone away. With her went my future. My life is filled with gloom. So day after day, I stay locked up in my room. I know to you, it might sound strange, but I wish it would rain. Cry. Listen, I gotta cry, cause crying is the pain, oh yeah. People just hurt, I feel inside, words could never explain, I just wish it would rain. So to know me is to know that I am huge, a very, very huge uh, music fan. In another life, I've done work in radio, DJing, booking. So uh, I'm always loving discovering new music, old music. I'm really a fan of old school music, though. Uh, you know, I've DJed parties for people in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So I'm very well adept in music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. 
2010s. I mean, if you if if, if you give me the aux, I know how to to play to the crowd, to adapt to the crowd, right? Aren't those the best DJs, right? Not the people who's always just trying to play a record that that they know, but a record that we can all sing along to, that we can all enjoy. Music is one of my greatest loves and passions, and it's a saving grace, you know, because when you're going through things mentally, music can be soothing, can be therapy uh, for you. But, you know, music also for some, at least for the ones who create it, uh, can be a sense of release, but also tell the tragic story of what someone's going through, their emotional pain, their trauma, their experiences that they put into their artwork. And the song that you just heard uh, by The Temptations uh, called I Wish It Would Rain, it was released on December 21st, 19. 19- 67. So just over 56 years ago, that record uh, was was released as a single. But what's more interesting about that record, and ironically, 1967, I believe this episode is episode number 67. So 1967, this is episode 67, December 21st, that song was released by The Temptations. Now, The Temptations movie is one of my favorite all-time movies. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, but I'm sure you've heard or have heard music from the group The Temptations, legendary group from Detroit, Michigan, Motown. Nevertheless, one of the co-writers of that record, uh, his name is Roger... Pins and Bean. Now, Roger Pins and Bean grew up in Detroit. He was of Sicilian and Irish descent, and he was a very notable, talented song writer and compositionist. In fact, he co-wrote or wrote songs such as Take Me in Your Arms and Love Me by Gladys Knight and the Pips, The End of Our Road by Gladys Knight and the Pips and Marvin Gaye, You're My Everything by Temptations. I Can Never Love Another After Loving You by The Temptations. He's done work with the Isley Brothers and many more. And he co-wrote this song by The Temptations, I Wish It Would Rain. Uh, Roger Pinzenbean was 22 years old in 1967 when the song was released 56 years ago. And on December 31st, 1967, he ended his life via suicide. This is pretty ironic because intentionally I'm releasing this episode. If you're listening to it on this first day, it's December 31st. It's the last day in 2023. Maybe you're listening to this and it's already 2024, but this episode has a release date of December 31st. So 56 years to the day that this young man who wrote this record uh, completed suicide in 1967, before my mother was even born. I believe my father was alive and maybe just four or five years old. That's how long this song has been out. But I wanted to start there because it tells such an interesting story, does it not? We talk about mental health. 
Now, mental health has been something that's been highlighted uh, that I've been working in this space. Uh, Mental health has been something that has been talked about maybe now more than ever, particularly in black men. And maybe we have the pandemic to thank. Maybe we have some of the notable suicides or racial trauma that's occurred in the last two or three years to thank for more conversations happening. But mental health struggles have been around for decades. And songs like the one that I played makes me feel something. It makes me think about life in another way. And it's ironic, in the 60s, the lyrics of the song was saying, you know, that a man isn't supposed to cry, but crying eases the pain. But essentially, I wish it would rain so that the world wouldn't see that I'm crying because my tears could basically blend in with the rain. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you had so much emotion inside of you that you needed to get out, but yet you were still afraid of how you would be perceived for doing so? You know, my my work has focused on that exactly. And as I return to the microphone for the first time in over three months, I want to obviously get into updating you all about what's been going on with me, what's coming up in the future. But I had to start there. Anyone who's ever listened to this podcast, whether it's entirety or in part, knows that I'm very intentional, very creative with certain things. And timing is everything. And this was the time to come back to the microphone on the last day of 2023 to reflect, to take a moment to to thank those who've stood before me, to thank those who have motivated me and inspired me to do the work that I do, and to those who will come after me as I reflect. I hope that you take time as well to reflect on your life, your experiences, where you're at, your intentionality with what you want out of your life. This young man lived 22 years on this earth, incredibly talented. Worked with some of the most amazing artists of that generation. But yet was not happy. Ended his life before it even began. Have you ever felt like that? I felt like that a lot. No matter the work that I do, the platforms that I get to be a part of, sometimes the work can block out reality and you forget how human you are. And while you're staying busy and you're functional, you're just in the mindset of helping other people. But then when that's removed and you're left in your own silence, in your own intrusive thoughts, you break down. You realize how fragile you are. You realize how empty you might feel. You realize how much you may be struggling 
with your own mental health, how you have to keep doing the work to keep yourself going. That's where I wanted to start today. I wanted to welcome you all into the Mental Wealth Podcast, episode number 67. I know it's been a while. It's been an interesting year. I mean, if you're new to the podcast, I mean, this year I maybe have released 10 or less episodes in the whole year, whereas, you know, the first two years of the podcast, we probably did about 30 apiece. So we did about a third of the work this year on the podcast, but we did, we dabbled in some other things that we'll get to, but uh, it's definitely been a transformative year. And in April, we'll celebrate three years, three years of of this podcast, the Mental Wealth Podcast existing. I believe April 16th, 2021 was our first episode. So we're thankful for how far we've come, even though the vision may have changed, altered a little bit. The purpose has never changed. I'm a man of faith, and I remember learning in the Bible um, about God's purpose, right? And you go back to the Garden of Eve, uh, the Garden of Eden, excuse me, and Adam and Eve, and his purpose was for man to live forever on the earth, to to eat, to be fruitful, to become many. And uh, it's interesting that the Bible helps us to appreciate that while the initial sin from Adam uh, caused his death and sin to be spread throughout mankind, that God's purpose never changed. His purpose, his will, never changed. Now his plan changed, but the purpose, the will never did. And so I think about not comparing myself to God in any way, but just in the aspect of, of sometimes your plans may change how you, you know, maybe you're on a way to a destination and you thought you were going to go one way, but because of traffic conditions, weather conditions, or sightseeing along the way maybe you go a different route maybe it takes you longer but your goal your destination to get where you wanted to go that never changed right that stayed the same but how you got there might have altered and so you know i came into this year uh wanting to blow up the podcast even more than ever but was going through a situation where initially i was planning on building a podcast studio in my home, uh, growing the podcast, investing in some more equipment, investing in this, that, and the third. And then I got the surprise of my life where in February I was notified that I would not have a job. So for a few months, I sat in anguish not knowing what I still be employed. So it's hard to invest hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars into new things into yourself if you don't even know if you're going to have a job. So everything got put on hold. And then thankfully, I kept my job, but there still was some uncertainty. Would I like it? Would I want to stay? And then the situation happened in the summer where it uh, it made it necessary for me to want to sell my home. So ironically, I was thinking about expanding and doing some construction in the home. And then I went from that to actually getting ready to sell the home, which involved, you know, remodeling the kitchen, getting some things repaired. I was having issues with my neighbor above me in my condo. And it just made sense with all the equity that I had in my home was to sell it, to get out and to get from under that situation. But that process did not happen quickly. It took a lot longer because of the work that needed to be done. Shoot. I was without a kitchen for months. Uh, you know, wasn't able to cook a meal. My house was all combobulated. 
it was a lot of stress going on. And then finally got the house on the market, I think around like late September, early October, had a contract on it in the first few days. And that was blown up by my amazing neighbor who I was dying to get away from. Eventually the house did sell. So congratulations to me on that. Uh, but it was, it, it took a lot longer than I thought it would take. And then, uh, I was literally homeless for about three weeks. Now, homeless in a good way, whereas, hey, you know, I was living in a hotel. I want to be respectful to those who actually are homeless, living on the street. That was not my lot. I mean, I had a family I could go live with, but I decided just to pay for a hotel. And um, and, and, and I'm going to park that right there and get back to that in just a second. Because the last time that you all heard from me, it was the episode talking about my journey up until the Mental Wealth Expo. So I want to go back to October 7th, 2023, because the last episode I released was right before then, the week of, and all the emotions and feelings of being in New York, getting a chance to hang out with Michelle Williams, uh, Tamika Mallory, Carson Daly, Charlemagne the God, uh, Dr. Jeff, Dr. Judith Joseph, um, who else? Rashawn Miller, my brother and mentor, Dr. Jay Barnett, Elliot Connie, renowned uh, psychotherapist, Trent Out Loud, my fellow uh, panelists. I mean, it, it, I, I, the list goes on. I'm probably leaving some people out. There was some amazing people. Oh, Mon uh, Monica McNutt, uh, 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 ESPN uh, commentator. There were so many amazing people there. It was such a great experience. I got a chance to do the breakout room for Black Men Heal. I was on the main stage as well. Met so many amazing people afterward who tapped in and we made connections. Um, it was a, a weekend of my life. And I met who I think are some lifelong friends and people who I think I'll be able to do some work with for quite some time. But if I'm being honest, when I got back, I was just really mentally exhausted because it was something that I had wished for for so long, but probably didn't really process it the way I needed it to. Plus, I had all these other things going on in my personal life with selling the home, stressed out about that, stressed out about work. And then my TED Talk was coming up. I've referenced my TED Talk before. So my TED Talk uh, happened on November 18th, 2023. So that was about a month away. And I ended up closing on my house on November 3rd, set on the cell of my house. So I had to move out on the 2nd, which was a Thursday. I had to move out, put my stuff in storage, and move into a hotel because my new place wasn't ready yet. I was still actively actually pursuing a place. I hadn't even had anything signed yet. And so uh, I was preparing my TEDx talk, maybe the most important talk of my life, in a hotel room. So ripped from my space, my home that I had lived in since 2019, where I had created memories, creative memories there, and I'm in a hotel room trying to prepare for one of the most important talks of my life. It was very, very difficult to stay focused. It was very difficult to not be stressed out about where I was going to live because those hotel bills are not cheap. So, you know, I, I gave it to God, but it was very, very challenging time. And um, I, I gave a TED Talk on Saturday the 18th. That week after, which was the week of Thanksgiving, I believe that Tuesday I signed a lease 
And that Wednesday, I moved in. So the day before Thanksgiving, which was a blessing. But I spent nearly three weeks um, in a hotel room. So I've been in my new space just over a month now and um, really loving it, enjoying it. First time in my life living outside of Virginia Beach. Anyone knows me, I am very proud to be from Virginia Beach, Virginia, born and raised. I've lived in Virginia Beach my entire life. I've done a lot of traveling, but I've never left Virginia Beach. So for the first time, I'm living in a different city. And the ironic thing is I'm in the city that my parents met, that, you know, my mom came down from Philly, moved, came to Norfolk State University. That's where she met my father. She never went back to Philadelphia. So I have a lot of roots in Philly, but I was born here because my mom came down here to go to school and they met in Norfolk and now I live in Norfolk. So it's a different experience living in more of the city versus the suburbs. Um, but it's been an adjustment. It's been an adjustment. And I've been doing the best I can trying to just, you know, manage emotions, manage, you know, just my mental health, figure out where the brand was going. Because obviously after two major events, the Mental Wealth Expo, the TED Talk, like back to back, there's a lot of emails coming in. There's a lot of booking agents. There's a lot of people who want to work with me. But honestly, mentally, I just won't ready. You know what I mean? Like it just, I just was so exhausted and just so glad that everything was over and just wanted to be through with the year and get into 2024 reset and then to see what God has in store for me. So that's really what the last three months have been. I just haven't really felt the, the energy to get on the microphone, the energy to create much, the energy to innovate. I kind of just been in a blur, a blur, you know what I mean? Uh, I do look forward to you all hearing the TED Talk. The way it works with the TEDx events is there's an editing process that the TEDx goes through. And then it's released to us. It's released online. We can do whatever we want with the content. But we had to sign some forms, essentially giving them the rights to distribute it first. So whenever TEDx releases it, then I'll be able to start releasing it and promote it and get it out there for folks to hear what's about black men, mental health, uh, emotions, emotional vulnerability. Um, I felt like it went as well as it could have went. I'm excited. I'm proud to be able to add that to my resume. You can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, you know, th that's some of the, you know, the updates as to what I've been doing as I've been just trying to just, man, it's, it's been a whirlwind, you know, in my personal life. And it, as I reflect on how I'm ending this year versus how I started, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Grateful for life, grateful for a place to live and everything that I've gone through, the ups and downs. And I'm very curious about what's to come next. But it's been it's been a, a rough last few months, if I'm being honest. So what else is new? I uh, I talked to my father. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that since April of 2022, so nearly two years, that was the last time me and my dad had a conversation. I intentionally stopped speaking to him, ended my relationship with him for my own mental health, and I spoke about it several different times on this platform. And to this day, I still stand by that decision. It was for my mental health. It was for what I needed to do. But I can't lie, like there were several times when I was going through things, particularly like in the last maybe six months of, of this year where like I really wanted to call my dad. 
you know, like me and my mom had rebuilt our relationship, but I didn't have a relationship with my dad. It was to the point where even when I would go by and see my mom, I used to go by and see her, stop by, check on her, go in the house. Sometimes she'd cook for me. I hadn't even been inside of my parents' house, my childhood home, since April of 2022. Out of respect for my dad, he didn't ask me to do that. But when I would show up, I would ask my mom to come outside because I wasn't on good terms with my dad and it's his home. I, I didn't feel it right for me to come inside. So the other day, literally last Friday, uh, December, the, the Friday before Christmas is when I went by to see my dad. Actually, the Saturday, the Saturday before Christmas, so the 24th. Um, I went by and saw my dad. And we talked. It was my first time inside the home that I was raised in all my life. And listen, I'm not going to be unrealistic. Like, there's still a lot of issues that we have. But I felt like he tried to hear me. I heard him. And we didn't dive deep into all the issues, but I wanted him to know that I loved him, that I cared about him, and that life is short. And I didn't want to go into another year without trying to make things right with my dad. And I want to send a message to all my listeners out there, because so many people, when I was going through that situation, reached out, said, I've been through something similar, I relate, I appreciate you. Don't, please don't take my situation as like, that I sold out or that I don't stand by what I did or stand by you if you're not having a relationship with a family member that's close to you for whatever reason. Protect your mental health, protect your, your space, your peace, foremost, first. What I did was for me and I stand by it, but I also got to a point where with everything that I was going through, with life being so short, for me, I needed to reconnect with my dad. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. Does that mean that we're going to be as close as we were before? Does that mean everything's going to be peachy and cream? No, I have realistic expectations. But I felt it necessary that we talk and we see where things go. I needed to do that for me because it's been a great burden and weight on my shoulders as I've been going through things. And I hope that there are bright things in the future for me and my father and that he continues to see the man that I've become. And that one day he tells me that he's proud of that man. That's the hope. That's the goal. But there's some of my listeners, there's some people that I know who don't have that opportunity because their father may be locked up. They may not even know who their father is or if they know who their father was, maybe he's deceased. And I still have a father. And it was important for me to, to make that decision. That was just last week. I know this is heavy. It's a lot. It's a lot. As you can maybe, as you're listening, understand why I've been so silent. Sometimes you say more about things by what you don't say versus what you do say. And for me, during this time, it was important. I haven't been as active on social media. I've just been reflecting, thinking. You know, I thought, and I was talking to my therapist, and I realized, like, this entire year, I've been in a massive 
massive, massive depression. Like very, very bad. Very bad depression. And to be honest, I probably have been coping with coping with it with some a combination of some healthy ways, but also some very unhealthy, unproductive ways. And I have some regrets. And there's some bad decisions that I've made, but I'm human. And I'm working through them and I'm trying to work to be in an even better space so that when I'm speaking to folks, I'm speaking from lived experience and never asking folks to do something that I haven't done. Never asking folks to do work on themselves that I'm not willing to do on myself. So that's that's really, you know, what what it is, is I, you know, January 2024 is so interesting because these years have gone by so quickly. So January will make two years since I was separated from my ex-wife. And then July will make two years since the official divorce. And so as I kind of reflect back on essentially all of 2022, all of 2023, and I've shared this before, you know, there's a part of me while I don't ever grieve her, right? Like I'm, I'm happy, whatever, you know, we haven't spoken forever. I hope whatever, I have a great relationship with her mom and some of her other family members who I talk to from time to time, but me and her haven't spoken. I don't, I don't wish to speak to her. I wish her the best and wish her happiness. I don't regret leaving my wife or making the decision to be divorced, but there is times as I enter, you know, into year 32 and it's like, man, I wanted kids by now. I wanted a nice house with a white picket fence. I wanted to be traveling more with someone that I love. Like those are natural feelings. So grieving the 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 love that I miss, not from the person, but that that I that I crave, that I need, that companionship moving forward. You know, I went through a period of time where I've you know dated on and off, some serious, some not so serious. Just trying to find myself again, trying to understand what it is that I desire in a mate to make me happy, to make me feel fulfilled, how a person can add value to my life. Some lessons that I've learned along the way is if someone shows you who they are, believe them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Believe them. A lot of times, you know, we develop feelings for someone or something and we just keep giving them chances after chance to disappoint us. Or we'll stay in a relationship because we see so much potential in someone. But they keep showing us the opposite what we keep believing in them. At some point, someone might just be showing you who they are and you have to accept that they might not just be the person for you. They're showing you all the red flags, all the signs that this is who they are. And and it's hard to walk away from it if you care about someone, but they may just not be your person. And I think that's a lesson that I had to learn because I didn't want to repeat the same mistakes that I made with my marriage where I saw signs, but accepted it because I wanted to be with, I didn't want to be alone. And then those signs came to fruition during a marriage. I don't expect perfection out of any mate, but there's, 
ways to make sure that you're truly compatible with someone, that you're a match with someone, not a perfect match. And so I've been more cautious about that, about just jumping into any serious relationship without getting to know myself better, without getting to know that individual better. Because there's so many different women out there. There's so many opportunities. But I don't plan to get married again. And it fail. I want my next marriage to be my last marriage. And so those are some thoughts that I've been thinking of as I go into the new year. But I'm also, uh, I'm also grateful. Yeah, although things didn't work out with my ex or with some of these other relationships, I'm grateful for the experiences because it's taught me more about who I am and what I want, what I need. And, you know, learning about different types of women, their backgrounds, their experiences, what makes us tick, what makes us love, love language itself, my love language. I don't think I truly understood my love language until like the last year and what truly I need to feel love and to give that love, you know? Uh, so sometimes you, you got to get put yourself out there and not be afraid and take those experiences with you. So that that is a gap, you know, in my life, because as you experience higher levels of success and you start to create a name for yourself. I always want to make sure as one of my mentors, Lawrence, who just got engaged, congratulations to Lawrence, always says, hey, make sure that your attachments way more than your achievements. So no matter what I achieve, no matter what stages I'm on, where I'm at speaking and giving back to the community, what does it mean if I have to do it alone, if I have no one to share it with, if I have no one to, to be there for me, by my side to support me? So from, from the White House in 2022 to sharing a stage with Carson Daly, Charlemagne the God, and iHeartRadio, to TED Talk, to doing work with Pharrell's nonprofit, doing work with Black Men Heal. It's all great, but sometimes I still just feel empty and alone despite what I accomplish. And sometimes you allow your anxiety, you allow your fears to trick you into believing things that aren't true. And believing that you always will be alone, that you don't deserve love or that you don't deserve happiness. And those are some battles that I've struggled with. I've had to work through some of those things in therapy. Therapy is beautiful. Still partner with BetterHelp.com slash mental wealth. BetterHelp.com slash mental wealth for 10% off. But it's, 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 a, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to be here. And where I want to end this, because I don't, I don't want this update to go too long. I just wanted to hop in here, talk through a few things. Is give yourself permission to pivot. That was actually one of the titles of one of the TED Talks on the panel. The, the, the dais of the TED Talk that I was a part of. Give yourself permission to pivot. And so I've spoke about this in the last few episodes that I've released, but, you know, when I started this podcast, this podcast gave me a vision. It gave me the opportunity to create a vision, to create a voice of talking about mental health in a relatable way. And the many people flock to the brand that I've created. 
And so I was a podcaster first. Speaker, influencer, creator. But the pod, I mean, at one point I was podcasting, like putting out a pod every single week. New pod, interviewing a bunch of different guests. Bring it. I mean, I still have maybe three or four episodes that, are, that I've done this year that won't end up coming out until next year. But I'll put them out for, for the audience to consume them. But if I'm just being honest, like the point I'm at in my life now with what's truly fulfilling me, the podcast isn't as important as it used to be to me, at least not to the point where I would do an episode each week. So I, I think those days are over for now. I think that my journey has taken me to a place where more of my time is focused on speaking. I, I did sign a deal with the booking agent, Plug Star Bookings, where um, I'll be working with with that organization to get into more schools, to get into more platforms, to share my message, to influence young people, old people alike, to talk about mental health in a way that makes sense, to use my story as a way to help people. Uh, I want to be more involved in my community locally. I've been at some local healing events. I was supporting an event just a few weeks ago, supported a local artist who painted this beautiful photo of a black man. And it has such a message behind it. And maybe I'll have him on a future episode. He does such amazing work here in the 757. Um, shout out to the I See You Bro team and Britain and all those folks and the work they're doing for black men. I want to be involved more in my community. I want to continue to do um, work for Black Men Hill. And, and we, we have an event coming up in February in D.C. Um, that I think we're partnering with Howard University and I'll be up there like. 2024 for me looks like continuing to to continuing where I left off doing more work because I believe that I can make more impact that way right so it's speaking it's being in the community it's being involved and then bringing some of those insights back to the microphone and creating content still having guests on still having conversations still coming in here and doing what I do best, but just understanding that it's time to pivot the mindset in order for me to impact the world the way that I believe that I can. So that's what the journey has, has been, has, has taken me to, will take me to. That's the hope. That's the goal um, is evolution, evolution. And, um, but I'm thankful to the podcast. And I, you know, one of my goals too, and I'll go ahead and say now, I think one of the next big things that I want to tackle is I want to write a book. All the people I do work with in the community, they all have books on their stories and some of them have multiple books. I want to write a book. I want to write a book about my life, my journey, things that I've learned, things that I'm still learning. So that that's something that's coming, it's coming soon. It's a book. So then I can add an author to my titles as well. Best-selling author. Give yourself permission to pivot. Give yourself permission to evolve. You don't have to stay in a box. You don't have to just be one thing. You can be many things. You can be whatever you decide to be. You can, you know, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. And for me, what I take with me into 2024 is being grateful for every day, every breath. 
being grateful that I'm still here when I could have given up so many times before. And there's still days when I feel like giving up. There's still days where I feel so low, I just want to crawl in bed and just lay there. And the hours go by just on my phone or sleep, listening to music. Those are real human being feelings. And that's okay. My message to you all today, if you don't take anything else away from my story, and one of the affirmations that I'm going to leave you guys with is talking about being authentic. That was the whole purpose of this podcast when it was created. It started from me being authentic, me talking about what was on my mind. And it didn't matter who supported it, who didn't. I started this with the $15 microphone from Amazon that plugged into my cell phone. I just knew that I had a story to tell and I knew that regardless of if anyone listened or not, that by me telling that story, it was gonna help me heal. And now, nearly three years later, I'm still here, still telling my story, maybe in different ways, using, using different avenues, right? to tell that story, but I'm still here to tell it. And that was always the goal. And to all of you, you might have a story to, sh to share. You might've gone through some type of life changing, changing experience. Maybe you're ready to share that with someone, maybe you're not. But understand that there's power in your story, this power in your in your emotions, your tears, your expressions. It's talking specifically to my men. Society continues to tell us that tears are a sign of weakness, that we have to be strong. I'm here to tell you that there's strength in your tears, your strength in your emotions, your strength in your vulnerability. And as we as men learn to control those emotions and express them in productive ways rather than unproductive ways, it makes us even stronger and more valuable to society and valuable to our communities, valuable to our children, valuable to our families, our spouses. A man with emotional intelligence is a powerful man. And that's the man that I'm trying to be and continue to be as long as there's breath in my lungs. So I'm, I'm excited about this next chapter. Um, I'm hoping to continue to get some rest over this break to reignite my passion, my drive for creativity and allow God to direct everything else in 2024. But everything that's happened to me, for me, was on purpose. Remember I talked about in the beginning, the purpose never changed, the will never changed, the, the plan might have, but the purpose is still here. You can believe that. What we're doing, you know, I'll share this one last little tidbit. I was at a, a religious gathering this past weekend and one of the most unlikely people came up to me and we were just having a conversation and he was asking me 
how the podcast was doing, that he had listened a few times and appreciated what I created. That meant the world to me because I had no idea that this person even supported, knew what I what I'd done. I was talking to another guy and ironically this 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 brother um was involved in marrying me. Somehow in although I've been divorced over a year, separated for almost two years, he had no idea that I was no longer married because the first thing he asked me was about my spouse, my ex spouse. I'm like, you didn't hear that? I mean, I was kind of the talk of the town. Okay, cool. He says, Yeah, all I heard was that you do some type of blog. I'm like, I'm like, a blog? Okay. But I say this to say some you 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 never know who's watching, who's looking up to you, who's checking for what you're doing. Even when I might think that my impact is so small, it can be big. You may not understand who you can impact, who you can help just by sharing your story or just by being your authentic self, being your genuine self, being open and honest about who you are. That's all I've ever wanted to do. It's, and then surround myself with people who can understand and support that. They may not agree with everything I say or do, that's okay. But they could respect my ability to be vulnerable and to share intimate sides of who I was. That's all I've ever tried to do. You never know who's checking for you. And that's what keeps me here. Through the dark times when I feel like I wish it would just rain to wipe away my tears, when I'm feeling empty, when I'm feeling like giving up, like there's nothing left for me on this earth. I think about that. I think about the people that are looking my way and are being helped by my message, by my words, by my mission, and by my purpose. Brothers and sisters, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning into this podcast, episode number 67, I Wish It Would Rain. Whether you listen to this on the last day of the year, or if this is already 2024, hopefully you are safe, you are sound, you are making good decisions, you are taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And may all of the goals that you set for yourself, not just in the new year, the new year, new me, people go to the gym for a month and a half. May the goals that you set for yourself, new year or not, may you accomplish them. May you do everything that you intend to do on purpose. On purpose. And may all your dreams and wishes come true. I'm going to leave you guys with some affirmation statements. And uh, yeah, th- this this hits different. It's amazing how everything shifts when you start loving yourself. People you outgrew start to fade away and old familiar spaces no longer hold the same appeal. You begin to affect new experiences and relationships that resonate more with who you want to be. Sending love to everyone who seems fine outwardly but is internally dealing with heavy bouts of depression. Keep holding on to hope. It all comes in waves. Healing from an unofficial relationship is valid. Your feelings were real and it's okay to need time to process that hurt. You're not crazy for experiencing this. 2024 mood. Too grown for tit for tat. 
It's about not matching negative energy. It's about knowing when to remove yourself. It's about collaboration over competition. It's about not weaponizing the silent treatment. It's about breaking the ice if there's an issue. It's about communicating freely. It's about not echoing disrespect. It's about tempering your ego. Push through the resistance of starting. Tell your people you love them. Take a lot of photos and videos. Remind them that they mean what they mean to you. Hug them tight. Be present in your moments of joy. One day, you'll be so grateful you did. And finally this. You know what's beautiful? Reaching that stage where you no longer succumb to the constant urge to broadcast everything on social media. That space where you cherish your privacy become more engaged in your own journey and discover genuine peace in it. My name is Justin Little. I want to thank you for listening to the Mental Wealth Podcast. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Day in, day out, my tear-stained face pressed against the window pane My eyes search the skies Desperately for rain Cause rain drops behind my teardrops no one will ever know that I'm crying, crying, but I go outside to the world outside my tears. I